a Podcast One production. Jacob, oh, I've had too much wine. I forget what the intro is. Can you do it? This is Just the Gist. Go. Hello and welcome to Just the Gist, the podcast where I give you just the gist of what you need to know about anything and everything and something or other. <laughs> I'm Rosie Waterland and this is The Bachelorette. And that's Jacob Stanley and thank you. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Oh, my God. We watched The Bachelor. Yes. And we had a three-week break. And tonight, well, last night, started The Bachelorette. Now, as someone who's never watched any of The Bachelor franchise, Mm. can you please tell me what you assume slash think The Bachelorette is? Uh, uh, I I don't think it's going to be that complicated, surely. Like, it's just you've got Yeah, I'm not asking you a trick question. Okay, good, (laughs) great. So you're going to get a bunch of rando guys turn up instead of a bunch of rando girls. There's going to be a mix of what you have dubbed as unlovable losers. Unlovable Uh, stunt stunt casts. Yes. (laughs) And then you're going to get the actual viable options. And Mm -hmm. then week after week, she'll whittle down with giving out roses and whatnot. Mm -hmm. I imagine that she'll have less permission to be able to just make out with whoever she wants to and grind on whoever she wants to. Oh, why do you imagine that? Because uh, she's, because a, woman she's a woman and sexual, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, dynamics and sexual dynamics in society are f***ed. Please could say be more. Wrong, but maybe society's caught up faster <laughs> than I've been aware of. I doubt um, it. <laughs> but I would be very surprised if she got away with what Astro Dachi mm-hmm. could get away with. Um, and then at the end, she'll find true love. Maybe. Which, by the way, did Astro Bachi end up sticking with Chelsea with the abs? So far. Okay. So far. So, I mean, I think she was boring enough and absy enough that they kind of both got together and then just disappeared off into the sunset until he decides that he... Um, doesn't want to work for NAB anymore and he wants to talk about space on Studio <laughs> 10 and then he'll reappear. But since The Bachelor ended, the main effing star, mm. which I always said and who I always loved, is Abby. So oh. Abby has basically been in the news and in every place just basically being like, I'm a f- effing, like, amazing AF biatch Mm. and I'm sexual and I'm amazing and I won't let you slut shame me and I went on that show and I acted myself and I wanted to grind him because he Mm. was my boyfriend and everybody else can F off. Uh And she's kind of become like nationally beloved Mm. by anyone who isn't the worst. (laughs) So I feel like I kind of called that from the start Um, and I'm pretty sure She'll be the next Bachelorette unless by that point she decides that it's way beneath her and she's got, like, an awesome other media job. Not going to lie, I'm intimidated that she's <laughs> going to take my job, but she could be so much better than me. She's amazing and I love her. And mm. the fact that she's only 23 is kind of nuts. Mm. Um, but anyway, yes. so we've got The Bachelorette and mm-hmm. what you said is pretty much it. It's... Um, it's the same show, but the reverse. So we've got a woman and has, and she has lots of men vying mm-hmm. to date her. Mm-hmm. And while I say it's the same show, but reverse, it's entirely different because mm. the dynamics of a woman dating a lot of men is incredibly different to a man dating a lot of 
women. And that just goes back to sexism and misogyny and gender dynamics throughout history Mm -hmm. means that this version of the show is a lot easier and funner to tease people about (laughs) because men suck and women don't. (laughs) It's kind of that symbol. So our bachelorette is Angie. Mm-hmm. And um, I feel like most people in Australia know who that is, but you don't because you don't watch anything. <laughs> so Angie is 29, and for the last four, I think maybe five years, mm. she's been on a show called Gogglebox, which you've seen. Oh. I've told you to watch it, right? Yeah, well, I haven't followed instructions, oh, but you've explained so what it is to me. Gogglebox is a show where people um, watch television Mm. and we watch them watching television Mm. and everybody in the world who thinks that they're charming and hilarious so basically everybody who's desperate to be famous (laughs) thinks that they would be amazing on Gogglebox but Mm. Angie and her best friend Evie actually were really funny and hilarious on Gogglebox Mm. so for the last five years we've been watching them watch tv and watch the hilarious things they've said about Mm. the things they've been watching on tv what do they watch so anything and everything. So that's the thing. Like Gogglebox is on Foxtel and Channel 10. Mm. So you would think that like that means they wouldn't show anything that makes Foxtel look bad or makes Channel 10 look bad, but they don't. Like mm. Gogglebox, the great thing about it is they show all these everyday Australians any shows Mm. and they literally let them say whatever they want about those shows, whether they think that, whether they think they're shit or good Mm. or embarrassing or not or whatever. And so like basically for the last five years, Angie and Evie have been watching shows like The Bachelorette, making fun of it, talking about how ridiculous they are. Mm. And then they were like, wait, we could make more money being on shows like that. Uh (laughs) And so Uh then they quit Gogglebox Uh and Angie and Evie went on I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. Uh And um, they were both really funny. (laughs) To be honest, Evie was funnier and Evie has ended up being like um, a kind of media star. She's on TV and radio now and she's hilarious and brilliant. And Angie, who is also funny but not as funny as Evie, was kind of like, well, I'm not as funny as Evie and I'm not as smart as Evie, but what am I? I'm super skinny and pretty. So what does that mean I can do? That means I can be the Bachelorette. Uh (laughs) So Angie has ended up being the Bachelorette. Mm -hmm. And she's awesome. I mean, Mm -hmm. everybody loves her. People are calling her a national treasure. Uh She's (laughs) kind of like a bogan. The thing with Angie, though, is, and this is not... On her. Like, Mm. I love her. She's hilarious. She's funny. She's laid back. She's all about wearing her Ugg boots with her ball gown, which is like, ah, that's not cliche at all, but whatever. (laughs) She's fine. But the thing with Angie is she goes on about how she's a bogan and how she's gross and Mm. how she burps and farts and how she, you know, is like a bit scruffy, but she does all that while being incredibly conventionally beautiful and attractive. Mm -hmm. So, like, 
it's kind of that thing where guys are like, oh, I want a girl who's a bit different and a girl who's a bit silly and a girl who's like isn't like other girls mm. as long as she's still as hot as I want her to be. <laughs> and that's kind of what Angie is. Uh-huh. And that's not her fault. She just is. Mm. Like she's a very attractive, beautiful, pretty girl who happens to also be a scruffy, funny bogan. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of like the perfect Australian balance. Mm-hmm of sexy, funny woman, which is perfect television. So mm-hmm. that's where we're at. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love her. Mm-hmm. Like, I literally love her. You loved she, her before? I loved her before. Uh-huh. I love her now. Uh-huh. Um, and, you know, it's all about like, you know, oh, here I am in my ball gown and I've got my Ugg boots on. And, oh, does showing my Ugg boots also show my amazing thin tanned legs? Whoops, but look how much of a bogan I am because I'm in Ugg boots. Like that's kind of the vibe of what we're doing. Like Mm -hmm. she's like loose and hilarious. Like you know how you watch like 30 Rock and the whole character of Liz Lemon is hilarious because she eats so much and eats so terribly. Mm. And, like, it's like, oh, wouldn't you want to date a girl who can just go and eat, like, five pounds of ribs and two pizzas (laughs) and still be thin and beautiful like Tina Fey? Whereas Tina Fey in real life admitted that she wrote for SNL for Mm. 10 years before they let her on camera Mm. and they only ever let her on camera when she dieted like a fiend and lost like 30 kilos and then they were like, oh, now we'll let you be on TV. Mm -hmm. And and so it's like Mm -hmm. it's just a weird dynamic where it's like guys like a girl to be bogan Mm. and funny and eat whatever and Mm. watch sports and chug, you know, cream pizza shakes, Mm -hmm. as long as they stay pretty and adorable and wax their pubes. Uh Please tell me cream pizza shakes and not actually a thing. (laughs) I don't know. Anyway, are we on the same page about why why I love Angie, but I also think the whole thing is slightly problematic, but that's fine. Yep. So we did The Bachelor, so you understand that... You know, on the first night, you have Mm. people arriving. Yes. And we explained all this last time, so we don't have to go over it again. So I'm just going to tell you the main people who arrive, who are the ones we need to look out for. Because the ones that they focus on on the first night are the ones that are going to play major roles over Uh the next five or six weeks. Yep. So first up is Tim. And I say Tim Mm. because he spells it T I M M. Tim, he's 27 Mm. um, and he gets out of the limo first before anyone and he gets romantic music Mm. and generally that means whoever gets out of the limo first with romantic music is going to end up in the top two or three. Uh So this guy is a major contender. Uh He interestingly has super long hair that kind of looks like he hasn't washed it in months. Mm. He kind of looks like he is the captain of a slacklining team in Byron Bay. <laughs> like, he's a bit <laughs> gross, but he's sweet. And uh-huh. um, he kind of puts A at the end of everything he says. So uh-huh. she says to him, how are you? And he goes, I'm good, eh? Oh. You know that? <laughs> like, <laughs> your cat just got hit by a car, eh? <laughs> like, is that a question or what? what's happening? Like... Oh, I definitely gave you syphilis, eh? Oh. Like, I, what is, that's, that's his thing. 
and you kind of think, oh, okay, like he's not. And he turns up with these sunflowers, and she's like, oh my god, oh. my grandma's favorite flower was sunflowers. So this yeah. is a sign from my grandma that I should marry him. <laughs> And it's like, yeah, okay, whatever. And you kind of think that he's like a bit of a sweet dummy who needs to wash his hair. Mm. And you think, oh, she definitely gets that because she's smart. But Mm. then she goes, he's deep and I dig it. (laughs) And you're like, "Uh uh-oh, maybe they're meant for each other. So that's Tim with two M's. Uh And the next guy we go to is, his name is Carlin. Have you ever heard that name before? Carlin. No. I feel like that's a name that if I have kids in the next few years and I, like, am taking them to a super hipster inner west preschool, I'll be faced with ten mothers who have kids called either Oliver or Carlin. (laughs) And my kid will be called, like, Jack. (laughs) You know what I mean? Anyway, so there's this guy called Carlin and Mm. he's 30 And he's a fitness trainer, Mm. which basically means if you do a quick Google search, which I did, he uh, is a wannabe actor. Uh So he has a lot of IMDb credits and his Instagram is basically filled with him modeling things. Mm. Um, He has basically a Disney prince face, Mm. um, which isn't my aesthetic. Uh (laughs) It's not really my Which prince though? Which prince does Um, he look like? The whitest, most American psycho slash Gattaca-esque one. Okay. (laughs) The most well-groomed I showered for 30 minutes and exfoliated for 50 extra minutes to look this perfect. Okay. Disney prince. Cinderella's Prince Charming. Yes, not okay. Eric, for <gasps> sure. Okay, phew. Because Good. Eric, yeah. as we all know, is perfect yeah. mm-hmm. and the one that cannot be judged. Mm-hmm. Same as a Atreyu from NeverEnding Story. He is also the lover of us all. Oh. But, like, um, yeah, this is, like, the whitest, weirdest prince. Probably the one from Snow White who tries to kiss the dead cadaver. Like, oh, that's what yeah. Carlin is. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, he he is basically the opposite of Tim. And it's interesting that they put them together because mm. Tim with two M's looks like he hasn't showered in weeks. And Carlin looks like he's showered for two weeks straight. <laughs> so it's kind of like they're both equally romantic contenders but mm. in very different ways. Uh-huh. And Carlin gets this romantic soundtrack that is like, angelic choir, intense heavenly music, Mm. whereas Tim with two M's who needs a shower kind of got sweet xylophone music. Mm. And so it's like they both kind of fit, but I don't know, at the moment it seems like Carlin's in the lead. Mm -hmm. Um, He's a bit nothing, to be honest. He's not Mm. funny. He just kind of is there and has a very nice face and he's in a white James Bond suit and that's about it. He's Uh bland. Uh Um, Next is Jamie. Mm -hmm. Jamie is 39. Mm -hmm. And she's 29, by the way. So that's like quite, that's a a pretty big gap. And I mean, they also bring in a lot of guys who are a bit younger than her. Mm -hmm. And I'm not against dating younger. I mean, you know that I tend to date younger guys. <laughs> like, I've dated quite a few guys who are quite a bit younger than me. Yeah. I mean, I'm 33 and I think I've dated, oh God, what did I, I think I dated a 25-year-old, like, not that long ago, to be mm-hmm. honest. But, like, um, it's weird because often with The Bachelor, 
they'll have um, a bunch of women who are like 10 years younger than him, yeah. but never any who are more than one or two years older than him. Yeah. But with The Bachelorette, there's a few guys who are a couple of years younger than her, but most of the guys are at least five, six, seven, eight years older than her, which yeah. is kind of like mm, weird. In a way, it does make sense, though, because guys take so much longer to uh, develop emotionally and develop mentally. So, you know, if he's 39, then he's probably closer to her equivalent at 29. So I don't know if that's true, though. uh, I feel like it's really a sexist trope about a guy who's 39 wanting to fuck as long as he can. And then when he's 39, (laughs) he can't date a 39-year-old woman because her junk has gone bad and he needs a woman who can procreate. Don't you think that's the whole deal? And, like, I've got money and I've frozen my eggs, so I'm good to go for the next 15, 20 years. Right? <laughs> I don't know. I just, boys? Like, I just feel like I, I, I don't understand why women can't date dudes younger than them and just freeze your eggs and take care of that shit later. I mean, I don't want to have kids for the next five years or so. Mm-hmm. I mean, at least. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I just put that shit on ice. And yeah. in the meantime, I'm dating young penis. <laughs> Aren't Are you? you? That's the superior penis? <laughs> uh, yeah. That's what guys say about women's badges. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So it's allowed. Great. Anyway, so Jamie, the firefighter, mm. he's 39. Um, the way we know he's a firefighter is not because he says he is. Mm. It's because he turns up in a firefighter outfit. <laughs> So, like, he's got, like, the red braces and the yellow pants and mm. the muscles and the and the gross uh, Westie tattoos on the muscles. Uh. And just to make it, like, a whole extra level of whatever, he's mm. carrying a puppy. And here's the best thing ever. Oh. The puppy is called Rosie. Oh. <laughs> Which I'm convinced, I'm convinced, I'm convinced is a secret message from Osha to me. I feel like I've invested so much of my time and life in this show that Osha was like, you know what, when they went to the puppy farm where they definitely got this puppy from, because it's not a rescue, it's like a breed. Oh. It, it, it's an expensive breed puppy. And they were like, here's all these puppies and here are all their names and here's one named Rosie and Osha said, yes, Mm. that's the one to send my precious Rosie Waterland. (laughs) Its name was probably Carlin and he was like, nope, scrap that call, Rosie. (laughs) Bump it in. We're calling this our first Easter egg for Miss Waterland. (laughs) (laughs) And also Jamie, the firefighter, who you think is going to be normal and like sensible because he's 39 and he's a firefighter, actually ends up bringing most of the drama of this episode. So that's when I was like, yes, I knew it. The guy who brings the puppy is the guy who brings all the drama. That puppy is definitely an Easter egg just for yours, truly. (laughs) He turns up in a costume. Me? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's in a firefighter's costume. With a live animal. With a live animal. And he turns out to be the one to bring the drama? No. (laughs) (laughs) How could I love it anymore? (laughs) So, Ange is really funny, like... He he has clearly, like, thought of things to say to her and he's like, oh, I'm so excited that it was you and when I heard you were The Bachelorette, I decided to immediately apply and, 
you're a bright star and you're amazing. And she goes to him, I'm sorry, I haven't even looked at your face. <laughs> I'm just looking at the puppy. <laughs> so she just loves the puppy. She's funny. She's cool. Mm. Um, and Questions. Then, go. So when people apply to be on there as a contestant, they already mm. know who the bachelor or the bachelorette's going to be. Um, so answer... Initially, no. So all the desperados who mm. just want to be on The Bachelorette apply before they know mm. because ap- applications for The Bachelorette go up like zonks to go. Uh-huh. But then they released, I think maybe six months ago, that mm. it was going to be Angie. And then when they said it was going to be Angie, then guys who specifically wanted to date her applied. Uh, but they had the applications open okay. for a long time right, before yeah. that. Cool. Yeah. Um, because, I mean, Angie is... I mean, while I made a point before of saying she's incredibly beautiful and conventionally Mm. attractive and talks about how she, like, you know, eats whatever and is hilarious and and is gross and farts, but then also I'm just, like, the most perfect woman in the world, Mm. like, she is also an acquired taste. She's a bit of a bogan and, Mm. you know, she's Mm. great. But I'd say there are asshole dudes who probably wouldn't be interested in her, so Mm -hmm. whatever. Mm -hmm. Um. Fireman guy goes off, and mm-hmm. so then we've had the first few who are, like, serious contenders based mm-hmm. on the soundtrack, mm-hmm. and now we cut to unlovable stunt cast. Yay! <laughs> so we have a guy called Cade, spelled <laughs> K-A-Y-D-E, <laughs> which is kind of like all your high school friends on Facebook who say we just had a baby and his name is, and then they write <laughs> Cade, K-A-Y-D-E, and you're like, oh, God. <laughs> That's who this guy is. Uh, he's 25, mm. and he gets out of the limo and he's in a lifeguard's outfit. Mm. And he does all these, like, cheesy poses on the red carpet, and you're like, oh, my God, you're either, like, in this for Instagram fame or you're so stupid that you're doing whatever the producers tell you and you think it's funny but mm. actually it's making you look like an idiot. Mm. And I think it's the latter. But anyway, he um, walks up to Angie in his lifeguard outfit yeah. and he's holding like a lifeguard, you know, those floaty devices. Mm. And she goes to him, oh, so you're a lifeguard. And he goes, nah. <laughs> and she goes, oh. And he goes, I'm trying to portray something here. And she goes, (laughs) and he kind of looks at her like she's an idiot and he's really smart and he can't believe she's not getting it. And she goes, oh, um, like Baywatch? And he goes, I'm trying to portray someone from Baywatch. (laughs) And she goes, like, who would the main man you think from Baywatch be? The Hoff, come David, on. And she goes, oh, so David Hasselhoff, which mm. I totally can relate with because I've been super drunk and tried to eat a burger that's barely made it into my <laughs> mouth while lying half naked on the floor. And she goes, oh, like David Hasselhoff. And he looks at her like he doesn't even understand what she just said. And he mm. goes, "He goes, no, but like with the Baywatch thing, you're onto something here. Mm. And he's kind of talking to her like, like she's a five-year-old that he's teaching to read and mm. she's not quite getting it and he's acting really, really smart. Like I can't believe I have to walk you through this, which was mm. the first moment and I'm absolutely sure not the last watching The Bachelorette that I was like, oh, to have the confidence of a mediocre white man. <laughs> and <laughs> eventually he reveals that, yes, he's dressed as a lifeguard and, yes, it's because of Baywatch, but he 
is dressed as a lifeguard from what he assumes is the most iconic iteration mm. of Baywatch there has ever been. Yeah. <laughs> the hugely popular 2017 Baywatch movie starring Zac Efron. (laughs) (laughs) He thinks that he looks exactly like Zac Efron. (laughs) And does he? He does not look (laughs) like Zac Efron. (laughs) Let alone does anyone even remember that that is a thing, which she does not. And so she's kind of like, what's happening? And he's like, oh, I look like Zac Efron. And and she literally laughs and goes, okay. (laughs) He doesn't. Oh, and my I'm starting to love her. My favorite thing about him is, oh, she's amazing. Yeah. My favorite thing about him is, as if turning up as a lifeguard when you're not actually a lifeguard mm. is enough, his actual occupation is, mm. oh my God, you couldn't, I'm not even going to ask you to guess because you wouldn't have a guess this good. He's a, <laughs> he's a, reminder, his name is Cade, <laughs> K A Y D E. And his occupation is, Luxury car salesman (laughs) from, he says he's from Perth, but I don't believe it. I've decided he's from the Gold Coast or Penrith. (laughs) So he's a luxury car salesman from the Gold Coast. (laughs) And then he leaves. Next Mm. up, we've got um, Matt. He's 27 and he's a BMX rider, which... Which I brought up because I knew you would laugh just like that. But she seems super into, but at this point I feel like she's into it because they've given her no other options and mm. she's kind of like, oh, f- he at least looks okay, so I'll take it. He's not um, dressed like a lifeguard. Yeah, he's not dressed like a lifeguard when he isn't one. <laughs> um, and then we've got more of a montage of contestants who don't matter. So if, if it's the first episode and you get crammed into the red carpet montage, it basically means you're either like not good looking enough or if you're not good looking enough, you're at least not interesting enough to mm. be anything. So we have a montage. And then, oh, this part's cute. There's a guy called Jackson and his family um, are meat pie makers. So they're like bakers. And he brings her a meat, <laughs> your face. <laughs> He brings. You're going to understand this. So he brings. This is basically every time I try to make you dinner. So he brings her a meat pie, and she's like, "Oh, thank you so much." She's trying to be gracious, which uh, actually you never do. Um, (laughs) And he goes, "Here's this meat pie," and she goes, "Oh no, um, I'm vegetarian." And he goes, "Oh, well, my family makes vegetarian meat pies," and she goes, "Oh, but also." I'm celiac. <laughs> and he's so cute. He basically like hurls the pie across the lawn and he's like, never mind. <laughs> My family sweet. don't make pies. They grow kale. <laughs> Whatever. Um, it's very sweet. Um, next up is a guy who they've kind of set up to be that someone you should hate, mm. but he's actually so funny and charming that I really liked him. Mm-hmm. And he's certainly not going to win, but he will definitely end up on, like, Bachelor in Paradise. Like, he'll end up a kind of reality TV staple for the next couple years at least. Like, mm. we're going to see him in Daily Mail at club openings for the next couple years at least. Mm. So it's a guy called Kieran, mm. and he's from Manchester. Uh-huh. And that 
wasn't a good Manchester accent. <laughs> but I knew trying, where you were going, yeah. I've been trying. You know how George Harrison talks when he's doing um, Thomas the Tank Engine? That's yeah, but kinda, honey, he's from Liverpool. Oh, right, he's from Liverpool. <laughs> Wait, so what's Manchester then? Okay, this will get you into it. You know, on the Catherine Tate show when they did that thing where the guy came out and he was like, you're a gay man? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Which That's is kind of Scottish, almost Scottish. It's almost Scottish, yeah. but it's not. A gay man. And so he says that he turns up and he's in a red velvet suit and the suit is unbuttoned down to his belly button and mm. he has long hair. So he's kind of like Tim with two M's, mm. but his hair looks way more lush, luscious and mm. like way more well-groomed. Mm. And he turns up and he's like, hey, I'm from Manchester. And he's yeah. like, you know, the Manchester accent <laughs> I'm so annoyed I can't do this. He's like, you know, it was voted. Why well, that's Scottish? Can you do Manchester? Go. Say I reckon of- Dean can probably do Manchester. He Dean's Scottish. Yeah, he I know, but Manchester. He, he knows someone from Manchester. Dean, right. producer, do you know someone from Manchester? No, he can't okay, do it. Okay, feed Come me on. the line and I'll give it a crack. Okay, so <laughs> let me try and do it in Manchester. Chesterian, and which is what I'm sure they call it, and then you do it again. Mm-hmm. He says that in 27, <laughs> 2017, <laughs> someone uh, in 2017, Manchester was voted the sexiest accent on earth. <laughs> I just sound, I just sound Scottish, <laughs> or I sound like I'm from that show Dairy Girls. Okay, go, you do it. <laughs> Come on. We paid a lot of money to go to drama school to learn dialects. Do this. Yeah, why wasn't that on the curriculum? It definitely wasn't on the list. <laughs> go. Oh, we may need See, to I, seriously cut this in 2017. I assumed it was Liverpool. Yeah. Liverpool. <laughs> Liverpool. Wait, okay, go, go. No, we're not cutting this. This is hilarious. <laughs> and everybody who's listening, <laughs> this, is, this is what you get. This is the podcast. Oh, Jesus. Okay, go. I have too much dignity for this. Man, no, I didn't. You told me <laughs> I had to do it before you would do it. So now you have to do it. Go. Oh, this is not great listening. Manchester was voted the sexiest accent. Uh, no, that's not what no, he No, that's got to like. be Scottish. <laughs> that's, okay, this is boring. It's getting boring. Cut all that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so from now on, everybody listening, whenever I do Kieran's accent, it's just going to be a hybrid general Cockney Scottish <laughs> Irish English accent <laughs> because I don't know what Manchester is and I've tried. Did he come so to anyway. Australia just to be on The Bachelorette? Uh, no, he's been living in Australia for a while mm-hmm. and he's just turned up on The Bachelorette and he's a super funny personality. Um, he's really into self-grooming, mm. which you are too. <laughs> oh, hello. Um, and he reminded me a lot of my relationship with you because he's like, oh, you know, I have all these expensive products and I don't really know what they do, but when I'm in the shop, I'm going Indian now. He's like, but when I'm in the shop, I just buy whatever they tell me to. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's what I do with you. (laughs) You tell me to buy things and I just buy them and put them on my face. So that's what he does. So Kieran from Manchester is into Mm self-grooming. Hilarious, really funny. He is kind of like unlovable stunt cast, but also funny and lovable enough that she'll keep him around for Mm -hmm. a while just for entertainment's sake. Mm -hmm. Then we have more montage with a million more guys um, 
95% of which have long unwashed hippie hair. So mm-hmm. I feel like that's her type. She told them that was her type. So mm-hmm. they brought in a bunch of guys with long hair that they don't wash it. How which, long are we talking? Like I'm nipple, talking, hip? Yeah, I'm talking nipple, like, or in between shoulder and nipple at least. Longer uh-huh. than my hair. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like long Hair. And are we talking like, man buns or are we talking? No, half we're up, talking half down, out. Or? No, okay. we're talking out, like Fabio out. Okay. Like not my thing at all, but mm-hmm. clearly her thing, or else there wouldn't be that many of them there. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just not into long hair on a dude. Mm-hmm. Not my dealio. Mm-hmm. Just like guys usually aren't into how long my pubes are, but we've all got our <laughs> preference and I respect theirs and they respect mine. So, sure. Um, then, Spoto, a person of colour. Oh. There's one guy out of all of them. Mm. His name is Naranga. Mm. Um, he, um, I think think is like Southeast Asian, I would mm-hmm. say, uh, of Indian descent. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is actually pretty much one of the only guys I like of the whole group. He's mm-hmm. really funny. He's really smart. He seems normal. He has an actual real job. He's an mm-hmm. aircraft engineer. So it's mm-hmm. his job to make sure planes don't crash. Mm-hmm. And it's not his job to make sure like, you know, people have muscles. Um <laughs> And he's cool, so I like him. I'll be interested to see how long she keeps him around to prove she's not a racist. Um, (laughs) Then there's a bit more montage. And then we cut to the obvious villain, a guy called Jess. Mm. Um, Jess is 36. He um, is from Noosa, and he is a Noosa councilman. Mm. And the only experience I have of what councilmen are is from Parks and Recreation. Mm. So councilmen, I assume, are just like small town politicians like yes no he worked with the council and he held up stop signs going on i think i think he he works in the office of okay. those people okay. yes right so he's and he uh turns up wearing a king's cape like a long red cape oh. You know, like a king in a cartoon? Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, And he literally is lugging with him a throne, like a, a chair, like a throne, <laughs> a heavy wooden throne. And he's lugging it up the carpet and you can tell the producers made the red carpet just a little bit too narrow for the throne to fit. <laughs> so he's like trying to pull it through and it doesn't quite fit through like the trees and whatever. And he finally lugs it up. And he gets to her standing at the end of the red carpet and he plonks the throne down and he's, like, totally out of breath because he's Mm. super unfit. Like, I totally get that. Mm. And um, she's laughing and he's like, ha, 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 I'm the king of Noosa. Like, he says something like, like, that's the gimmick. And he's like, yeah, I'm a councilman in Noosa. And he's like, which is one below the mayor. And he thinks that's really impressive. <laughs> and um, and she's like, oh, cool. And and then she's like, can I sit down? Because, like, my feet are tired. And he's like, sure. So she sits down in the chair. Mm. And he's like, can I give you the key to the city? And so he gives her the key to Noosa. <laughs> and I'm like, I feel like if you had told other people in Noosa mm. that as their <laughs> national representative, you were going on The Bachelorette and giving the key to this random woman, they'd be like, I don't know. So he gives her the key to Noosa 
And she's like, oh, thank you. And it's like this funny gimmick. And then he goes, I've got another key for you. And he pulls it out of his pocket and he gives it to her. And it's attached to like this heart-shaped key ring. And she assumes, she goes, oh, is it the key to my heart? Because she just thinks it's a funny gimmick. And he goes, no, it's the key to my apartment. (laughs) 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 That's so gross. And she goes, what? Like she just finds it so, he's so gross. Like he's, he is basically, have you heard of the game and Neil Strauss? Only from you. Yeah. So the game is like this um, very famous um, method of, picking up women and, like, pick up artistry by a guy who grew up like a classic nerd and Mm. decided when he reached his early 20s that he would develop a way of picking up women um, and and sleeping with as many women as he he could Mm. by, like, developing certain strategies. And a lot of those strategies are, like, um, negging women, which is, like, putting them down and doing all these gross things. And you can just tell that this guy has read the game and Mm. worships it and thinks the only way to pick up women is by manipulating them and being Mm. cruel to them and being gross to them. And so he's like, yeah, that's the key to my apartment. And she's like, ew. And then he looks at her and goes, if you work for it, I might give you the address. And she just looks at him and goes, aren't you here to work for me? (laughs) She says that. Yeah. Oh, I really love her. She's the best. And he's like, oh, I guess. And and then she's like, okay, take your throne away. And so then he literally just like kind of drags his throne away. Mm. And the 10 editors are so amazing. They don't cut away. Like they show him dragging this chair <laughs> he can barely carry it and trying to fit it through the front door of the house and he can barely get it. It's really funny. Oh. Um, and he's gross. He gets inside and it's strange. Like, it's like he's almost so much of a disgusting misogynistic villain that you're like, oh, this must be a stitch-up. Like, mm. he must be an actor. It, it must be fake. Mm. But then also... I've dated so many gross, terrible guys that I'm like, no, no, guys like this exist. (laughs) Like, he is real. And he came on this show thinking he was going to come across really charming and really cool, but he just seems like an asshole. And he just seems like he has a bunch of tricks up his sleeve to pick up women that he's never... It seems like he's never really had a bunch of really good male friends who have told him that's not how you treat women. Mm. And so he, as soon as he gets in the house, he starts saying really gross, misogynistic, sexist stuff about how Angie looks and about how he gave her a key to his apartment and eyebrows, eyebrows, you know what that means (laughs) and blah, blah, blah. And all the guys are like, ew, you're gross. Mm. And he's like, hello, hello. Like, (laughs) I told her to jump on my dick. And like, and all the guys are like, you're the oldest of us all. Like, how do you not understand how gross you are? And I honestly think he's just, he's never really had any male friends. And so he's turned to the internet. And in turning to the internet, he has found all these kind of incel slash the game slash misogyno chat rooms that have been like, here's how you attract women. And it's like, no, that's not it at all. Yeah, gross. Mm. Okay. Not likely to last long, I'm assuming. Yeah, he's disgusting. Um, so, um, oh, and then, which everyone has asked me to mention, someone says to him, oh, so what do you reckon Osha's going to think of all this tonight? And he said, who's Osha? 
Ah. So it's like, <laughs> I don't know if he was joking or what he's doing, but it's like, I don't even know what he's doing there. Um, so then Twist, mm. which is like not that exciting a twist, but um, Angie's brother turns yeah. up. And he enters the house pretending to be one of the contestants so he can listen to everything all the other guys are saying and then oh. come back to her to tell her what gross, misogynistic, sexist, pervy things they're saying about her so she'll know who's genuine and who's not. Did she and, know this? Yeah. So he turns oh. up on the red carpet and she greets him and she's like, yay, it's my brother. And he's like, yay. And he's cute. Um, he's actually kind of the sweetest of all the guys. Yeah. Um, his name, I think, is Brad, but they decide to call him Mark, which makes no sense because none of them know her. None of them yeah. know what his brother is called. Her brother, he could have just gone in as himself, mm. but they're like, it's really important. You have to basically go to the Meryl Streep School of Acting, yeah. pretend and <laughs> study for years, learn how to be someone else, go in there, fake it, and it's like none of them know who you are. They're not going to know, but whatever. Uh-huh. So he goes in. And he's the last one to meet her on the red carpet and he goes inside and it's sort of his job to, like, suss out who's gross. Mm. But the thing is, um, like, all the guys are kind of nice. Like, besides from Jess, the noosa, gross, misogynistic incel mayor, um, (laughs) they're all just kind of decent guys. I mean, some of them do say some suspect stuff about how hot she is and about how her boobs looked in her dress, but, I mean... Mm. You know, that's the kind of shit people say. Mm. Um, um, So mostly her brother being there is kind of a dud twist because nobody does anything gross enough for it to be worth it. Mm. Um, So now we cut to the cocktail party um, and nothing much happens. They all just kind of pounce on her. The only things of note that happened are, A, they basically send in all the unlovable stunt cast to embarrass themselves, to, like, try and pounce on her, to talk to her, to, like, get time with her. Um, Osha walks in and tells them all that um, there is a secret twist rose, which every year there's a secret twist rose. And this year it's a yellow rose. Mm. And the yellow rose means that if she gives you the yellow rose by the end of this cocktail party, you get the first single date with her. Uh And that first single date is 24 hours long. So this means Channel 10 can tease that you're going to f***, but you're... Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> Jacob's doing <laughs> index finger into <laughs> circle other fingers. <laughs> Is that how you describe that visually? How we'll would figure you... out what we yeah. mean. Yeah. So anyway, basically, so that means the point of this cocktail party is try and get the yellow rose. Um, Jamie, the firefighter who brought the puppy called Rosie, who, by the way, the puppy is gone. That was my question. Where's the puppy? Gone. Oh. Disappeared. And I looked it up today because I really wanted to know what happened to Rosie the puppy. Mm. And it turns out Rosie the puppy wasn't a rescue puppy. Rosie the puppy was a very expensive breeder puppy. <laughs> On <loan>. Basically the <laughs> purest of purest black Labradors. Mm. <laughs> so basically like an Aryan puppy. <laughs> and um, once this puppy, Rosie, was on the bachelor, bachelorette, the owners decided she was far too valuable to sell, so they kept her. And so now Rosie the puppy lives on a farm with her owners somewhere. To continue to be bred. Exactly. So Rosie will breed 
many, 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 many purebred puppies, mm-hmm. unlike human Rosie, who will drink instead. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, so Jamie the firefighter gets a few minutes with her and somebody comes and cuts it off and he. this is where he starts to seem really scary and really weird mm-hmm. and he gets very possessive. And remember stage five pubes dealer from The Bachelor? Yep. He's kind of like the male version of that. But when it's a girl, it's like, lol, haha. But when it's a guy, it's like, oh, this could lead to violence. (laughs) So (laughs) when it's a guy, it's not as funny. Um, He's very possessive and very weird about, um, he's basically fallen in love with her within five seconds. And anybody else who tries to go and talk to her alone, he gets really, like, highly strung and upset Mm -hmm. and doesn't like it. And also he hasn't taken off the fireman outfit. Which, like, put on a suit, brah, like, mm. or at least a shirt. Mm. Um, then uh, American Psycho Carlin, the wannabe actor, mm. um, he pulls her aside and um, he has a guitar and it's gross. Mm. And he plays her a song that he wrote just at the party. Uh-huh. And it's super cringy. And this is where. Angie kind of loses me because she's like, normally I would hate this and think it's cringy. And I was like, me too. And then she's like, but I actually really like it. And I'm like, oh, that's because your vag brain has taken over your brain brain Mm. and you just like his perfect face. Mm. And just wait till you see that weird Christian cross next to his name on his Instagram. You're going to hate it. Um, He sucks. He's like Mm. just playing the guitar and singing a weird song and he's just so perfect looking. I feel like he probably exfoliates his excess penis skin. That's how much he cares about, like, <laughs> looking perfect. You know what I mean? He's just a bit too American psycho for my liking. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then the brother overhears while he's pretending to be in love with his sister, but really he's just spying on everyone, mm-hmm. that Jess, the incel um, misogyno, Noosa councilman says that if she offers him a rose, um, the yellow 24-hour rose, he'll give Mm. it back. But, like, you can tell that he's doing it because he doesn't often hang around with dudes and he's trying to just act like a cool guy, like it's locker room talk. He's like, oh, if she gave me the yellow rose, I'd give it back. I don't give an earth, whatever. And um, it's just, like, a bit weird. So, anyway... um, I think the producers were kind of like, wow, we brought her brother here and all the guys are really decent and Mm. not misogynistic or offensive at all. So we're just going to have to fixate on this one thing this guy said. (laughs) And so then they they, uh, send her brother over to her and he tells her, oh, yeah, I heard Jess, the incel misogyno Noosa councilman, saying that if you gave him a rose, he'd give it back. And Angie's like, how dare he? And that's kind of it. Mm. And then she goes over to Jess, the incel misogyno Noosa councilman, and is like, I heard you said you'd give a rose back if I gave it to you. And he's like, what? No. And then he immediately (laughs) assumes that Jamie, the crazy fireman who's Mm. obsessed with her, was the one who told her that 
he had heard that because yeah. he's like, who else would it be? And so he goes over to Jamie, the fireman, and he's like, you told her that I would give the rose back. And Jamie, who is still dressed as a fireman, and mm. Jess, who is still dressed as a king with a long cape, <laughs> is like, he's like, I never said that. And Jess is like, yes, you did. And so then we have this bizarre physical slash like mental artic- like verbal fight yeah. between a guy dressed as a king and a guy dressed as a fireman <laughs> where's and the lifeguard <laughs> i know the lifeguard's gone and so then uh jess who's dressed as the king and is basically the size of like my 17 year old niece he's tiny yeah. He pushes Jamie the fireman, and Jamie the fireman is basically the size of Thor. He's like, lol, what? And it's this weird dynamic where, like, there's this little guy who assumes he's really smart and, like, and pissy, and he's like, I'm going to, like, win this argument. And then there's this big fireman who's kind of an idiot, and he's like, hmm, but I'll just crush your head. And they have this weird altercation. And then Jamie the fireman bursts into tears and and just walks off and gets really upset and he starts crying, like crying a lot. And he's like, why is he saying these horrible things about me? I'm just here for Angie. I really like Angie. Angie's the most important person in my life. And it's like, "Mm, you met her 15 minutes ago. And he's (laughs) like, I'm really upset that this Jess incel noosa misogynist councilman would accuse me of this. Like, I I literally run into houses to put out fires, yeah. but when people mess with my emotions, that's what hurts the most. Oh. And, look, I'm not against men crying. I think it's very healthy to see men crying on Australian television, uh-huh. but what I will say is that he was crying over fucking nothing. Yeah. It was a weird thing to cry about. Mm-hmm. He got really emotional, really upset, stormed off, basically threatened to leave, and they were like, wait, like, here's a, like some other fireman braces, and, and he glistened up his muscles and he stayed. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like the only drama that happened at this uh-huh. whole thing. And then Osha comes in and he's like, oh, not much has happened this episode except for <laughs> Jamie the fireman crying and the Masojo Noosa dude just being Masojo. Mm. Um, so I'm going to reveal something. <gasps> that guy is actually Angie's brother. <laughs> and everyone's like, what? And I was so devo because I was like, Leave him in for yeah. a few more weeks. You know what I mean? Like, what a shame. A, we would get the most hilarious dynamics of him having to pretend he's yeah. in love with his sister. Yeah. B, he would hear the most nutso stuff yeah, yeah, when yeah. everyone thinks the cameras are off. Yeah. Because at this stage, he's only been at a cocktail party where there's cameras everywhere. So uh-huh. no one's going to say that much offensive stuff. Yeah. Like, why didn't they keep him in for one or two weeks at least? They kept him in for like an hour. What's he going to hear in an hour? Yeah. So anyway, Osha's like, there's Angie's brother. And everyone's like, ha, ha, ha. And then all the guys are like, oh, my God, did I say anything embarrassing? No, because cameras were on me and I'm not an idiot. <laughs> so he didn't learn anything interesting. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of it. She pulls him aside and she's like, who would you pick? And he says that his favourite is the BMX rider because he's her little brother and, of course, he <laughs> loves a dude BMX rider. 
And then he also says that he likes Carlin, the American psycho, mm. and he says he likes Jackson, the guy who brought the pie. Yeah. Um, and so she decides to give the yellow rose to, surprise, surprise, the most perfect-looking James Bond, one of them all, Carlin, American mm. psycho. Mm-hmm. So she gives the yellow rose to Carlin, um, and that's pretty much it. And then we cut to the rose ceremony and everybody is hoping that Jess, the misogyno incel Noosa councilman goes, but of course, Angie's been in TV for a long time. Yes. She does what the producers yes. tell her. She keeps him. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she calls him over to give him a rose and he stands in front of her for about 30 seconds mm-hmm. looking at her before he decides he wants to accept the rose. Because he's a (laughs) They'll have to beep that out. But I just called him a C word. (laughs) Dog (laughs) C word. Um, And then he heads on over to where all the guys have roses. And Tim with the two M says, should have been you that gone, eh? Because he puts A at the end of everything. Mm. And he just laughs and says, did you guys like how I made her wait for my response? So he thinks it's really funny. He's Uh. gross. Um, and she's like, what? I can't see it. I can't see what's happening because mm. I'm doing what the producers tell me. I'm just doing what's good television. I can't see anything. I don't know what's going on. Um, and these two randos who, you know, and you barely notice go home. But mm. one of them was actually super cute. And one of the only guys that I found attractive was mm. one of the ones that went home. Mm. <laughs> who was kind of like a skinny nerd with brown hair and brown eyes, which is basically every guy I've ever dated. <laughs> You would know. And um and kinda looked like he enjoys watching the office and Louis Thoreau and uh-huh. you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, My yeah. type. Yeah. She sends him mm-hmm. home, which I Anemic. was like you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like I've been eating all of his meals <laughs> because that's how chubby I am and that's how skinny he is. <laughs> it's every boyfriend I've ever had. <laughs> and so yeah. That's what happens. Uh-huh. Um, and then we cut to the promo for Thursday night. And basically the promo is Jess, the misogyno incel Noosa councilman, being really offensive. And then we're like, oh, this is why the producers made her keep him because on Thursday night she's going to have a massive feminist rant that was definitely not written for her by some <laughs> staff at his expense. So this, like, kind of proves that she's awesome and feminist and also gives her a, gives us a super viral feminist moment. Great. So we know now why she kept that gross guy. Okay, cool. And that's the first night. Mm-hmm. Was that? So I don't know. <laughs> the boys got a red carpet? Yeah. Did the girls get a red carpet to work? Walking yeah, in. everyone then gets why a red carpet. Why did bring her own red carpet? Because she needs her own red carpet wherever she needed red carpet. Red carpet. <laughs> <laughs> carpet on carpet on carpet. Carpet on carpet on. It sounds like my pubes. <laughs> carpet on carpet on carpet on carpet. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. All right. And okay. then before we continue, yes, are you are you going to use any sort of nickname? for The Bachelorette mm. this time around. No, because I like and respect women and especially Angie, so I'm just going to give her her real name. Oh, because I had suggestions. Oh, well, tell me what they are. Well, the number one was Bachetti because we had Astro Batchy and then this was oh, Bachetti. Sort of well, Bacchetti. when I've done The Bachelorette in the past, I've called her um, um, Batchy Let. 
Uh-huh. I yeah. like that too. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, Angie's, I don't know, I like Angie. She's cool. I feel like she deserves to be called by her real name. Yeah, well, <laughs> it sounds others. like she was quite a celebrity in her own right before she came on this. Is this like, well, like Sophie Monk celeb- was a bachelorette, Celebrity. She? she was on Gogglebox, uh-huh. but, you know. Um, yeah, Sophie Monk was cool. I forget. I don't think I did Sophie Monk. See, I can't remember. Uh-huh. I forget what I've called them all. Mm. Alrighty, and so we're now up to episode two. Episode we've got two. A feminist rant coming. Thursday night. You ready? You ready for this? Take it away. So we open with the 24 hour date that American Psycho won for having a perfect groomed, exfoliated face and Call also on. probably penis. Mm-hmm. Um, Jamie, the clingy firefighter. Um, says seeing Carlin get into the car with Angie for their date is the worst day of his entire life. <laughs> so he might be a little little attached, uh-huh. a little attached already. Uh-oh. Um, they, Carl, Carlin, American psycho Carlin and Angie drive to a kind of big puddle on a farm. Mm. i assuming it's like a dam, but I, I feel like it's, <laughs> Not as big as a dam, but it's slightly bigger than a puddle. So I'm calling it a big puddle. Those are ponds. A pond, yes. Ah. <laughs> There's a word for everything, isn't there? <laughs> it's a pond. Um, <laughs> what did I say? Not as big as a dam, bigger than a puddle. <laughs> anyway, um, it's a pond. There's a couple of tents set up next to the pond mm. and everything's kind of decorated with like Kmart, outdoor furnishings, which are kind of great at the moment. I Mm. own a lot of it. Mm. Um, And it's a 24-hour date, so there's separate tents for them to sleep in. And Mm. I kind of didn't like this. Angie goes, of course there's separate tents because at the end of the day, I'm a lady. And I was like, that's kind of a shitty thing to say, to be honest. Like, if you want to f*** someone, just f*** them. Like, Mm. you know what I mean? Like, I don't think you're not a lady if you sleep with someone. Mm Mm-hmm. The first night you meet them. I'll agree with that, but I I would sooner die than sleep in a tent, let alone with <laughs> yeah. someone else. Yes. So. See, I would sooner die. I would probably prefer to sleep with someone on the first date than I would to sleep in a tent. <laughs> and combining the two? Ugh. No. No, thank you. So well, I'm just saying I've slept with guys on the first date because, like, why not? It's fun and mm-hmm. who cares? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I just, mm. like, mm-hmm. saying, oh, I wouldn't do that because I'm a lady. I was like, meh, gross. Um, Carlin has a big secret. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of assuming it was something to do with him being, like, an actor. Can you guess what his big secret is? <sighs> He's got a tattoo. No. Well, I mean, he probably he does. He has a tattoo on his forearm that says "Blessed uh, by Jesus." But also, what else? Secret love child. Mm, no, worse, better. Uh, I mean, better, juicier. He. Is... What if you went on The Bachelorette to um, try and win over somebody's heart? Mm. What would be the number one main thing that you should not be? In order to go on this show. Someone put a ring on it, right? He's He's married. married. (laughs) He's married. So he's like, I've got a big secret. It's not a big deal. But 
um, hey, I'm married. <laughs> Uh-oh. Um, so basically he tells her that he's married but he's separated. Mm. And see, I can get this because I understand just like Justin Bieber just did with Haley, what's her name? Um, Baldwin. Baldwin, you know, Alec Baldwin's niece. They wanted to get it on really badly mm. and they didn't want to wait. And so I feel like this guy, that's probably why he got married. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, this is all wild speculation. This is all going off me seeing a cross next to his name on his Instagram, <laughs> which may be which tattoo. may and a blessed, which may mean that he's a Satanist, and I've completely read it wrong. <laughs> but like, mm. I'm assuming that he got married because he wanted to get it on, uh-huh. and then about five minutes later, he was like, "Well, now I've come, and I don't like this girl." <laughs> so um, he said to Angie. Um, I've been separated since late 2016. Mm. Um, the divorce isn't finalized, but I'm separated. Mm-hmm. And um, she's like, oh, okay, um, shit. And he goes, honestly, it just feels like so long ago. Mm. And it's like, yeah, it was like 18 months ago. <laughs> like, what is late 2016? Like two Two years ago? <laughs> Not even. <laughs> and she's like, oh, totally. Like, and um, they kind of tease that it's going to be a big deal, but then they come back from the commercial break and she's like, wait, his face is so perfectly symmetrical that I don't mind. Mm. And he probably has exfoliated his penis to the point of perfection, so it's way really good to go. Painful to hear you even say that. So no more <laughs> pain exfoliation. But references, this is what I'm please. saying. This is how committed he is to perfection. I, I feel like <laughs> this is a thing he does. And trust me, you think women don't understand what it feels like to like, when you say exfoliate your like special place, I'm like, mm, ouchie. Mm. But this is what weird American psycho Gattaca-esque dudes do, mm. which is what I'm saying. <laughs> so she's like, basically, your face is so perfect that I don't care that you're married and I'm on a show to mm. look for a single man to love. Here is a rose. Uh-huh. So she gives him a rose and they pash. Mm-hmm. Um, then... They go to bed in separate tents because, Mm -hmm. oh, she's not a slut. She's Mm -hmm. a lady, Um, which is like F off. Mm -hmm. I would have F'd him, TBH, with that exfoliated penis. Um, (laughs) Last one. (laughs) That is your last Last one. Last one. Last one. Um, Next morning, a bunch of the guys turn up for a group date um, while they're sitting around, Angie and... um, American Psycho was sitting around mm. and not a lot happens. I just kind of wrote here, lol, 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 shenanigans. This group date is that famous one that I told you about last time. The first group date is always the um, photo shoot date for uh, either like New Idea or Woman's Day or Take Five or one of our local supermarket tabloids. Yep. Do you remember the one where Vaco was playing the slave and, oh no, the queen mm-hmm. and Abby was playing the slave mm-hmm. and Vaco got ignored. Mm-hmm. So that's this date, but gender roles reversed. Uh-huh. And so on this date, all the guys have to dress up as animals while um, <laughs> Angie dresses up in like sexy, like, 
oh, like I'm Angie and I'm a bogan, so I'm silly, but really it's like Halloween silly, so it's mm. sexy all the time. Mm. Um, and so she's in all these sexy outfits and all the guys are dressed as animals and nothing that exciting happens except a guy called Warwick who has kind of been a bit nothing. He turns up and he's dressed as a chicken and he can't handle being dressed as a chicken. Yeah. And all the guys are teasing each other because everybody looks ridiculous and the whole date is like a measure of how confident you are in your masculinity that you can dress up ridiculously and make fun of yourself and mm. and all the guys are teasing each other and they all start teasing him about being a chicken and he cracks it, mm. pulls off his chicken mask, <laughs> like stomps off, <laughs> tells all the guys to get effed, stomps off into the house and like, and he pulls off his shirt and at this point you know he's not worth it anyway because his name is Warwick and he pulls off his chicken outfit and when he reveals his bare back, he has a huge upper back tattoo that says Waza. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when you're like, oh, it's cute that you thought dressing up as a chicken was embarrassing. And what you didn't realise was that back tattoo is more humiliating than anything we could ever put you through and you chose to do that to yourself and probably paid about 560 bucks in some weird backwards place in Bali to get it done. Um, Was a turkey. (laughs) So he basically tells all the guys to get effed. He's not going to dress up like a chicken because he doesn't want to look like an effing idiot. And then he spends the next 45 minutes looking at his Waza tattoo in the mirror. Um, And then Jess, the incel misogyno Noosa counsellor, he's dressed up as a horse and um, he comes out and during his photo shoot with Jess and she's dressed as a sexy farmer, obviously, um, he's just really sleazy and really gross to the point where it's like, how is this real? Oh, wait, I'm a woman. I come across guys like this all the time. And he keeps saying things like, Ooh, Angie, excuse me if um, I get wandering fingers. Mm. And like, and then the photographer says, oh, for a funny shot, Angie, why don't you get on top of the horse? And then so she's kind of like tentatively mounting the horse and he's like, ooh, I'm the first one that the bachelorette's got to ride and just keeps saying really gross And then, like, there's a moment where he's down on all fours because he's dressed as a horse and she's standing up and his face is kind of um, right parallel with her bum and he keeps making all these sounds like this. I know, it's so disgusting. Like, I don't understand. Like, it's like if men always say, oh, a dude's really that bad, like, not all men, are you for real? It's like, watch this. 10 minutes of The Bachelor, and this is how gross dudes can be. So he's just really gross, really disrespectful, really disgusting, and that's kind of the main gross part of the date. Um, And all the other guys see it. And so we get to this point where all the other guys who aren't gross and who are kind of lovely are like, wow, that Jess incel gross guy from Noosa is the worst. Um, And so then we cut to the cocktail party um, and he thinks it's going to be a big deal, but no one gives an F. Wazza turns up, and everyone's in their suits because it's the cocktail party, and Wazza turns up in a hoodie and jeans, and he's like, 
I'm not putting up with this embarrassing show. This is ridiculous. I'm leaving. And the guys were like, are you serious? Like all you had to do was dress up like a chicken and laugh yeah. at yourself for five minutes. And he goes, fuck off all of yours. And then he leaves. <laughs> <laughs> so was is gone. Um, then she takes um, Naringa, who seems funny and hilarious, mm. and she takes him to go off on a date. And I was like, oh, they're going to show it because he's awesome. And it's like, oh, no, wait, he's a guy of color. Channel 10 doesn't care. So they oh. just, she takes oh. him off for a date and then we never see it, <laughs> oh. which I think I wanted to see it because he's kind of the only one that I have a crush on. Yeah. But anyway, um, and then we cut to Jess, the incel, gross, misogyno counselor from Noosa. One down and from the mayor. One down from the mayor. <laughs> <laughs> and um, he is basically just talking to the guys and being gross, like trying to engage them in the kind of, as Donald Trump would say, locker room talk mm. that I think he thinks is what cool guys talk about, but he's never hung around with guys, so he doesn't quite get it. And mm. so he's saying like, oh, if I'd been on that date and if I'd been in like photo shoot, in a photo shoot with her where I'd got to like have my face right next to hers, I would have just leaned in and pashed her. And the guys were like, well, you can't really pash a woman without her consent. Mm. And he's like, oh, what? Consent? Lol. I would have just grabbed her and shoved my face on hers. Like, uh and all the guys are like super, I'm sure, much to the chagrin of the Channel 10 producers, Mm. are super like lovely and progressive and are like, "Mm, no, you can't just pash a woman like that. You can't just lunge your face onto a woman. That's Mm. assault. Mm. And he's like, I would have. And then American psycho Carlin is like, "Um, I need to tell her that he's disgusting Mm. Um, because American psycho Carlin is one of those guys who feels the need to constantly remind you that he's a good guy. So American Psycho Carlin is like, I'm a good guy. I'm a decent guy. Have I told you that I'm a good guy? I'm a really decent guy. I'm a good guy. I don't know if you can tell by my super symmetrical face, but I'm a good guy. So I'm going to tell her that Jess, the incel misogyno, is being gross. Mm -hmm. So he goes up to Angie and he tells her all the gross stuff Jess has been saying. And she's like, that makes me mad. I hate it. But also... I knew this was going to happen. The reason the producers told me to keep him is because he was going to do something gross and they've written a feminist monologue for me to yell at his face. Mm -hmm. So here's where, like, I was like, yes, this is amazing. I love her and we're Mm -hmm. getting a feminist rant, but also it is so clearly staged. (laughs) But still, you know what? This is The Bachelorette and even a staged feminist monologue is a cool feminist monologue. Mm-hmm. So she marches over to Jess the Incel Misogyno and she's like, hey, I've heard that you've been saying all this gross stuff about me and also while we were on the date you made me really uncomfortable, like making licking noises at my butt and like oh. saying all that gross stuff. And he keeps like literally going, oh, come on, darling. Come on, babe. Oh. You're my girl. Like come on, darling, I would never do anything to offend you. Like, oh, come on, darling, come on, babe. And she's like, stop calling me babe. And he's just gross. And he's like, it's harmless fun. And she's like, it's not harmless fun. And then she whips out her notes that the producers have written for her. And she um, basically serves him with a feminist monologue about like, you know, I do not put up with that kind of 
talk and that kind of behaviour and how dare you and the reason I didn't send you home last night is so I could yell at you right now mm. and feminism, 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 mm. you, are a mis- you are a misogynist, goodbye. And then she sends him away. Good for her. I know. It was great. I mean, I'm not entirely convinced that it wasn't staged, but also I loved it. That's okay. Maybe he it's was, something the people of Australia needed to see. I and think it's so all too. about the delivery as well. Jacob, you're exactly right. He was so over-the-top misogynistic villain-esque mm. that I was like, he has clearly been cast in this role, whether or not they just found someone who was so disgusting mm. that they plonked him in there or he's an actor, but I'm pretty sure they just found someone who was disgusting because it's not that hard to find a guy who's that disgusting. And they plonked him in there knowing that he would be gross and that he could be the vehicle for which the bachelorette could yell a feminist rant at, mm-hmm. which is, like, cool, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, absolutely. She got to say some cool shit, and it was a very obvious, upfront, straightforward example about what are the inappropriate ways to behave around women, what are inappropriate things to say to women, how you should respect women, how women should have a right to stand up for themselves. Also, most importantly, if you are men, how you should call out other men for being gross Mm. to women, which all of them did, which was amazing. Mm. So, I mean, even if it was staged, there were great lessons all around. We all learned something. And then, because Waza walked out, because he thought it was more embarrassing to dress up as a chicken than it was to have a Waza tattoo. Mm. And Jess, the misogyno incel Noosa counsellor, who, by the way, the Noosa council released a statement <laughs> saying <laughs> he didn't tell us he was going on The Bachelor, we're, Bachelorette. We're super humiliated that he has, and we are launching an, an official investigation into his place on the Noosa council, and the fact that he said he's one below the mayor is ridiculous, and he'll never be mayor, and he probably won't be on the council for that much longer. Thank you very much, Noosa council. <laughs> so he's kind of around. <laughs> He's been impeached. He's been impeached yes. by Noosa. Uh, Just the misogyno incel has been impeached. Noosa government is more effective than the White House. I right? knew it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> if only international governments would follow the lead of Noosa Council when they saw one, no, two embarrassing nights of television and they said, that's enough for us, we're getting rid of him. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what we could all learn. (laughs) Oh, great. So Waz is gone and Jess is gone and The Bachelorette doesn't have that much of a budget or that much of a cast to last that long, so we couldn't have a rose ceremony tonight because two people had already gone. Mm -hmm. And so that was the end of that episode and that's that's it. (laughs) Okay. Two people were gone and they couldn't afford to lose any more. <laughs> okay, so... How do you feel? What's going on? What's happening? Tell me. Let me take a sip of my wine while you talk, please. I feel like they right up front just trying to make absolutely certain that this is about female empowerment. And yes. And, yep, this is not a problematic show in any way because we can all learn so much about the They literally cast each other. They literally cast a disaster garbage human man just so she could have a feminist rant that they're hoping will go viral. Yep. 
Um, Which, judging off Twitter tonight, yeah, it has. Yeah, cool. All right. Well, look, good for her. I reckon she sounds like a a bit of a legend. Um, I'm keen to get to meet her at some point. I know you're going to make that happen. I love her. We've been online friends since Gogglebox, actually. So, yeah. Were you on that? um, Pardon? Were you on that? No. I feel like you don't understand what it is. (laughs) But when I was doing written recaps for The Bachelor, she was on Gogglebox Uh and her and Evie and me used to chat all the Uh time online. Uh So, like... I kind of feel like we're friends, even though she's probably forgotten who I am at this point. But she's cool. I like her. She's the kind of person who you and I would like yeah. to hang out with, you know? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I like the sound of her. Um, every time you talk about Carl, and in my head, he's like a young version of Carl Lagerfeld because <laughs> he's so polished and groomed yes. and turned up wearing a white suit. So in my head, he's always wearing sunglasses and has a little ponytail. Uh-huh. Um, well, not a ponytail. He's... He's very much like um, a super clean cut. I mean, when I say American Psycho, that is what I mean. He's yeah. like, what's his name from American Psycho? Um, Batman from American Psycho. Christian Bale. Christian yeah. Bale from American Psycho. But also kind of like the clean cut Christian politician version. Uh-huh. Like Ben Platt from The Politician is, if anybody's up to date with television as I am, like he's... I just feel like I can't imagine he'll win. At this point, I feel like um, the front runners are Tim with the double M. Mm. She seems to really like him and she's super laid back and I feel like she just wants someone who's funny and scruffy and not not like Colin. Yeah. Um, but also an intruder is coming who is like uh, apparently like the head of some uh, stray dog charity and she is all about stray dogs mm. and apparently he is, is that prob- why she sent Rosie away? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and apparently he is like the one who wins is what I've been reading. Uh, but he's an intruder, so he'll probably come like next week or the week after. Yep. Okay, cool. Who do you think based on what I've said will win? Uh, one of the ones with the long hair. <laughs> <laughs> so one of 95% of them. <laughs> I do have to say that I think that the guy from South Asia probably doesn't sound like he's got a big chance at this stage if they I didn't know. even show his date, which is a bit of a shame. Um, and but I just can't wait till one, they he's start He's actually humiliating. one of my favourite. And what I didn't um, tell you because I was so caught up in the episode is in the first episode when they revealed... <gasps> Angie's brother is one of you. They cut to him in a talking head and he went, well, it's not me, clearly. (laughs) 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 So he's really funny and he's really smart. Like literally Naringa is one of the only ones I have a crush on. I don't really like any of them. Uh So I hope he stays around. Yeah. Yeah, but, um, I mean, it's Channel 10, so probably not. But do they make all the boys do the humiliating stuff that they made the girls do on The Bachelorette? Oh, yes. Okay. Oh, yes. Yeah. And the best thing about the boys is they often end up more bitchy and awful than the girls do. So mm-hmm. a lot of stereotypes end up being broken down because the dudes are, like, bitchy AF. Mm-hmm. Well, I look forward to the boys getting bitchy. But the interesting thing is... So Angie has done press the last, you know, or I mean today. So mm. since um, it, we're recording right now on Thursday night, mm. late, it's almost, it's like what, after 11 p.m. Mm. Um, but all today she did press after Wednesday night's premiere. 
and she's not giving anybody a straight answer about whether she's ended up with anyone, mm. which they always give a straight answer. Like when journalists say, so have you found love? The Bachelor or The Bachelorette always says, yes, I went on the show, I found someone, I found love, and we're still together. Uh But all day today, Angie has been saying, "Um, yes, I did find someone on the show and I'm very happy now. Uh Like she's been giving these weird answers that aren't quite straightforward. And to be honest, and maybe this is why I'm single because I'm way too picky, but judging by the pool she was presented with, I probably wouldn't have walked away with love either. <laughs> so, like, I I am predicting that even if she does pick someone at the end, I don't think they're still together. Uh-huh. Um, and that's okay. That's um, fine. Is she still on Gogglebox and is she going to do Gogglebox of her watching herself as The Bachelorette? <laughs> no. So... As soon as her and Evie decided that they could make more money doing I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here, Uh, they quit Gogglebox, uh, went on I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. Evie, who was hilarious and brilliant, from that got a bunch of TV and radio hosting gigs uh and Angie got The Bachelorette. Okay. And Gogglebox said, we hate them, we've disowned them, we can't believe they left us, they'll never be back on the show. And also Gogglebox have specifically said, we will not goggle box Angie. So they will not show any goggle box episodes of goggle box people watching Angie on The Bachelorette. (laughs) There's a lot of pettiness in Australian reality television, a lot of pettiness and backstabbing and grudges. (laughs) Goggle box has a grudge. Someone should make a reality show about that. (laughs) I could. Let me tell you. So, oh, yeah. I just saw inspiration sparkle. <laughs> I know, in right? So here we are, Bachelorette Jacob. Didn't yep. think we would do it, mm-hmm. but the people demanded, people so we're spoke. doing it. Yep. It's going to last for five or six weeks. God, I'm hoping five. And <laughs> <laughs> after that, finally, finally, just the gist, we'll transition into other cool shit we want to talk about. Have you decided what the first topic will be? Yes, I have. Uh-huh. I've already written three episodes, so oh. we're good to go, my friend. Can you give we're going to talk about some. Co- no, because oh. then you'll know. Uh-huh. But um, after just the gist, um, Bachelor and Bachelorette episodes end. Oh, we're going to talk about some cool shit. Uh-huh. One is me just the gisting a very popular movie. Another one is me just the gisting a very, very popular true crime conspiracy story. Mm -hmm. Another is me just the gisting a very, very intriguing conspiracy theory throughout the ages. Those are the first three. Okay. All of which I don't know enough about for any of what I'm telling you to be accurate. (laughs) (laughs) And I won't be able to tell. But you know what? You'll get (gasps) just the gist. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we should go. Okay, bye, everyone. Love you. Bye, bye, bye. Bye, Tune in next week. Bye.